And we're back. Welcome back. This is, you know, it's a bittersweet episode. Uh, it's our last episode of The Mandalorian Season 2. Uh, so if you guys haven't watched the finale, there's ton of spoilers in this episode. Go watch the finale. It is amazing. I'm here with Connor, as usual. Hello, everyone. And, and may the force be with you. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm here with Nathaniel. What's up? And we're talking all about this episode. Uh, it was kind of a crazy episode, guys. Um, yeah, so I will, I will start off just by kind of um, saying thanks, man. Star Wars has been a hot button issue for me over the past year. I mean, me and Brendan, have, I, I mean, I, if you've listened to our Rise of Skywalker podcast, you know. Um, and I've kind of picked on that movie for about three to four different times throughout these podcasts. So with that being said, man, uh, yeah, great. The last from episode episode one was a great intro. Episode two is our biggest pride complaint, and then ever since then they basically were batting one hundred. Um, just outstanding, outstanding. Yeah. So they did. I uh, yeah. I really. I want to actually just commend them. They've done a really great job. And honestly, it this season of the Mandalorian couldn't have come at a better time. I think. Yeah. Like we all just kind of needed this. <laughs> yeah, people needed something, man. Like yeah, I, exactly. You're, we yeah. really needed this. I think the movie and TV industry really needed just something to yeah. kind of kickstart it again. Uh, and turns out, actually, next year is going to be really awesome uh, in terms Brendan, of stuff coming out. We always talk about homage versus um, replicating, right? Mm-hmm. And what I loved about these episodes is they, man, they even bring back they bring back characters we know, where someone mm-hmm. could say, like my brother, for example, that it is a replication, and the reality is. It's not right. It is an absolute love affair, kind of with these movies and with this uh, IP, we'll say. And just it's handled expertly at every single mm. level. Uh, yeah. I, I was thrilled. So, with that being said, Nathaniel, thanks for joining us, bud. I have not let you talk yet, but uh, <laughs> you are you are a color commentator here. So, um, yeah, You're real Tony Romo of you. this affair. For <laughs> so, real quick, what did you think? And then we'll, uh, I guess, we'll just get going for real. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was awesome. I ex- Until you just said that, I don't really know of anybody that disliked the episode. And I completely agree with what you're saying, like homage versus uh, replicating. And like you said, we kind of trash Rise of Skywalker for replicating. Yeah. But the finale of season two of Mandalorian was not mm-hmm. replicating in my mind. It was homage because, I mean, I'm just going to drop the name Luke, all right? He wow. he's not gonna he ain't gonna become a, like a main character now. He's not gonna be in every episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, but it's fine that they bring him in for mm-hmm. five minutes of screen time, and it's like the best yeah moment of the entire show. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's not you know. Honestly, uh, I saw this tweet that I thought was really funny, and it said The Mandalorian is what it looks like when you give two fans a budget. And I honestly don't know if there's anything that has been more true than that statement. Yeah. Uh, yep. John Favreau and Dave Filoni are two huge Star Wars fans that Disney basically just let take the reins and let them do their own thing, and they're knocking it out of the park. So Favreau's, yeah, I, we'll talk more into it here. Actually, no, let's just get started. Yeah, let's do it. There's a lot to start. talk about, so let's get yeah. into it. All right, jumping right in. Uh, the first thing that we see in this episode I made this funny note to myself as I was preparing for what we're going to talk about. Um, I said every good show or movie starts with a kidnapping, and this episode was no different. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of Taken 
That's what I was thinking yeah. of. Um, <laughs> but this episode starts with, well, first of all, it's, the episode's called The Rescue, so it's pretty obvious what we're going to do in this episode. They have done an excellent job, by the way, of kind of a double entendre. Every single, uh, every single episode has had like a bit of a mm-hmm. double name, which I yeah, thought yeah. was really cool. So Yeah, for sure. Uh, and of course, we know, well, the rescue is referring to them getting Grogu back, but it's also referring to them getting rescued in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, obviously, they kind of kidnap Dr. Pershing here. Uh, I mean, Cara Dune absolutely shoots a guy in, a, in the face, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, like, point blank. Uh, don't talk nasty about Alderaan. That's for damn sure. So. Yeah, um, I will say what's, what, why Dave Filoni and Favreau are doing well. And we, we don't need to even hit every single beat for you to understand why they're doing a good job. That one interaction was was everything kind of you're looking for in Star Wars. Why would the Empire still have believers, right? Why would these people who are essentially tyrants in the galaxy, why would people still get behind it? And he says, millions of people died on those bases, right? Mm-hmm. And you realize it's like, yeah, this is very real for them too. Mm-hmm. Like all yeah. we've heard in these entire uh, this entire show, or series rather, Star Wars in general, you hear one perspective period. To quote Anakin, but from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, right? we only hear the one perspective. It's yeah. really cool to kind of get actually somebody from the Empire, even though we probably are all – I mean, the, guy, the guy's wrong, point blank. They blew up a freaking planet, dummy. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it was just – it was really cool kind of getting a different kind of uh, perspective mm-hmm. in there and actually hearing it. So, yeah. um, However, Dr. Pershing's back, my little yeah. clone buddy. Uh, yeah, he actually surprisingly more – Sorry, sorry. He's surprisingly real quick. He's surprisingly more uh, like cooperative than I imagined yeah. him being. <laughs> yeah, but, you know I what mean, the, in, the, in the end, he he seems kind of like a coward, and yeah, I, I think he's kind of like baby. he's protecting himself. <laughs> he's just yeah, tired. I, he's really like, just yeah. protecting himself at this point. Yeah. So I think that kind of explains it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I mean, he helps them, but they, they kind of rally the troops. Boba Fett gets Boba, Bo-Katan in a little bit of a scuffle mm-hmm. match. Yeah, that, um, was, that which, was fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, at that point I was like, hey, hurry up. Baby Yoda's sitting here, you two idiots. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what I, I thought during the episode. I turned to Thanos like, can they stop fighting, please? Yeah. Like, what are they even fighting about? It's yeah, just, just Man- kind of funny. What it sets up for us is that Mandalores are, are crazy. Mm. Yeah. Mandalorians are point blank weirdos. Like, yeah, they're cult. No other, they're cult people. Yeah. They are cult, man. Like they're sitting there, like you don't even deserve that armor. The hell are it's you Hogwarts. talking like, about? Literally, Mandalore's Hogwarts. I don't. Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about right there, Brendan. <laughs> don't you? Don't you ever say that to me ever again? You I mean, it's kind of a cult, face. and they have a weapon that needs to be won by defeating someone in battle. And you know, I, honestly, we're, I'm, I'm, I 100 disagree with this, and that's a different. Shout story. out, shout out to Adri. I know she's going to listen to this and appreciate me. Hey, Adri, you're wrong. The dark. You're wrong. She said the dark Period. saber is the elder wand, <laughs> and I will always. It's stand not by that. the elder wand. The difference is the dark saber is literally a black saber. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not like, literally that's, elder that's wand. <laughs> it's it. There's no oh extra powers gosh. it gives you. It just lets you rule a oh deserted gosh. planet. Point A. Point B. <laughs> Um, because so we, we get this break in, we get a pretty basic plan, which should be told, like, I, I want to say it was kind of easy and, and this is just, it's not a cr- critique, yeah. but it just yeah. felt very easy actually for them to get baby Yoda back. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, it did. Um, it totally did. I love, uh, yeah, they kind of just, they're like, do not land, don't land. And they just land. 
uh, yes. Like, I was like, <laughs> shut, shut the door on them. Then. Yeah, like, are they going to shoot like, them? Like, are you going to do something about it or just tell them not to land? If we keep asking nicely, maybe they won't land. They're, they're the federal government, dude. They're just like. Yeah, I like. Um, all right. Okay, well, you didn't do what we asked, which is not great, but... <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll be okay with it. I guess um, we just have to accept this is who you are now. No, for real. With that being said, uh, the Empire kind of lets them in, or they just let in, and then they, they kind of started a firefight. Uh, stormtroopers, man, and I know stormtroopers are supposed to suck. I get it. Can we have them hit one damn person in one no, episode no, of Connor, anything? No, we can't. Connor, we can't. I'm seriously, yeah. when I, I thought she was going to get killed. I did too. I thought someone was going to die. Hmm. There has to be a death, right? And and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be that easy, but there's something to it where like it'd been cool if a dark trooper would have I don't know, like killed someone, but you're like, ooh, snap. Yeah. And then the Mandalorian barely battles on, barely survives, and then uh, then Luke shows up, and you're like, okay, cool. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was kind of funny. One of those episodes where I'm like, we got <laughs> no offense to Ming Na Wen and uh, whoever the Snoop Dogg's niece. We got two disposable characters right now, all right? <laughs> like, yeah. Is it actually Snoop Dogg's niece? It's, yeah, it's actually Snoop Dogg's niece. I didn't, yeah, I didn't That's just make wild, that up. man. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah, know who, <laughs> know who knows that? Our boy Person. Aaron. Oh, <laughs> rock. You know yeah, how Aaron knows it? Yeah. Because she's in wrestling. That's she's funny. in WWE, dude. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. My gosh. That's really funny. Oh, Thank yeah, you, dude. Rock. Thanks, Rock. For Thanks, that. Rock. Join the show next time. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, yeah, but okay, so they make it onto the ship. Uh, speaking of dark troopers, uh, let's talk about Mando's uh, interaction with the dark troopers. So, first of all, before we get into that, their plan is yeah. so they're going to go on the ship beforehand, cause a bit of a firefight, distract everyone, and then Mando's going to sneak in through the back and get Baby Yoda, right? Yes. So, love. they go in there, they obviously, I mean, wreck the stormtroopers. I mean, they're no competition. But then Moff yeah. Gideon. Uh, enables the dark or releases the dark troopers and mando (laughs) poor mando (laughs) has to fight one of these things and i mean he gets beat up to a pulp yeah i mean he looks like like orange juice after this i mean he gets absolutely wrecked uh, we were kind of laughing about the punches though right it was very uh what's rackham sucking robots just yeah yeah exactly yeah it was awesome pretty much uh all right so with that being said uh Let's kind of dive in here. Nathaniel, I want to get your thoughts on the Dark Troopers. I have an opinion about them. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I think they're fine. You know, I think they're pretty cool because it's, it's really interesting how you can kind of see how their technology has advanced and what they're working on. And I, at first, like in the beginning of the episode, I was kind of annoyed. I was like, okay, can these things even be destroyed at all? And then like Luke yeah. came in and like, attack them all so yeah, then that right, right, i was right. like okay all right they can well mando gets the he finally gets rid of one yeah at the end of his fight with the beskar spear yeah, which which spear, yeah. i mean it, it turns out like i think probably the next iteration of the dark trooper is going to be i don't know like some kind of neck guard because that seems like the only way that you can kill them yeah i don't know but <laughs> yeah like, that's awesome it's kind of neck hey, brace it just reminds me of family guy where stewie's uh vader and he's like mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, yeah, we have a little hole though, um, where if anything goes in there, rat, bird, bomb, yeah, it'll explode. Potential for blowing the whole thing up. And he's like, he's like, whoa, whoa, can, man, can we just can we just put like a a piece of cardboard over it or something? Seems pretty important. It's like we could patch it up if it's in the budget. Uh, maybe we should get a quota. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we get a quote. Um, but yeah, so dark troopers, and and this is just a. I will say it was a little underwhelming. Um, 
I mean, don't worry, it's sick that Luke kind of went through and took him out. But mm-hmm. like I said, I did want a little bit more of a firefight between our people and theirs, the good guys. And, and you know, mm-hmm. you get somebody at least get hurt. Somebody's got to get shot. You know what I mean? There's yeah. Be, yeah. I need some sort of consequence <laughs> here. Easy. Um, yeah, true. Either way. I think the dark troopers th- are, the dark troopers are pretty cool. I think the one thing that's cool about them is when they're breaking in through that, the blast doors. I mean, they're like going through that thing like it's melted butter. I mean, it's very... So, yeah, easy. What are your thoughts on Moff Gideon, okay, as a character? Mm-hmm. Um, let's just take let's take it for what it is, and then we'll get to like going forward. What do you think? Mm-hmm. So, uh, just I, I don't, what do you think about him going for, like right right now as he was in this episode? I think this was the biggest Moff Gideon episode in terms of learning about his character. Um, obviously, the next thing that happens in the episode is that Mando gets a Baby Yoda cell, and Moff Gideon, of course, as we all I mean, I saw it coming a mile away is he's there, like, to protect. He's there guarding Baby Yoda. Um, I think, but overall, Moff Gideon is a character. Um, I think he is, he actually, John Carlos Esposito has said that you don't really get into Moff Gideon's, like, real character until season three. Yeah, he's on the record of saying that. So Moff Gideon's coming back, which is cool. He um, should, yeah, he should. Yeah, he's, a re- he's really, he has the potential to be a Darth Vader-level villain. Yeah, he just need. There just needs to be a bigger bad. So what do and you I think? think we'll get to uh, that. But I think, but I think yes. he actually has a ton of potential as a character. I think this was actually a really good episode for him. Definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement there. I think it was nice to kind of see him uh, explore a character a little bit. Uh, did he lose the fight on purpose or not? Hmm. I say yes. Did he lose the fight on purpose? Uh, I I think he got taken down a little easier than I think he should have with a freaking lightsaber. <laughs> so that leaves me a little bit of suspicion but then again he's not trained yeah. in any way right. to use that kind that's, of that's also what I'm that we know of from. though that right. we know of yeah right I, I was gonna say I was gonna say that I think that he somewhat threw the fight mm. in in a way yeah me too I, I think he saw the people come get off when he he knew Bo-Katan was off the plane mm-hmm. and I think he, he knew right away and uh, you know I mean the reality is he's like hey we aren't gonna survive we aren't gonna get out of this but maybe me and mm-hmm. the kid will Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was serious about the Dark Trooper situation. What is interesting to me is we've really got a good setup, I think, going forward with the Darksaber discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, I, I like how Mando is just like, yeah, take it. I don't want mm-hmm. to just take it. Yeah. Let's go home. I don't give a crap. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, seriously, because of the will of Mandalore, I'm not allowed to touch that blade. And you're like, hey, you, you calm down. Just take take oh, the damn gosh. sword. Exactly. Uh, but wait, wait, real, so before, wait, before we talk about that real quick, yeah. can I just say I predicted the end of this – I predicted this – what would happen in this episode, that Manda would fight Moff oh. Gideon with the Darksaber yes. and the best Darksaber. I, 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 I just want to say I predicted that. I predicted it like episode four or whatever the Ahsoka episode was. I predicted it you did, you, as you soon as they quick. saw that weapon. You called it, you called it pretty quick. I called quick. it. So – I like because of that, that we out. give you one gold star. Here you go. <laughs> I'm a good noodle. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so with Moff Gideon going forward, though, uh, it's it's a cool character. I think it's a fun character that we can kind of explore more in detail. I will say I am kind of concerned, not 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 greatly concerned, but um, I am concerned. I guess with like the Empire's prowess, right? So we know how this ends ends in a way because the First Order has to come to existence, right? Mm-hmm. So my question is, how are they going to win when, quite frankly, stormtroopers are more, more if not as inept as ever? 
I mean, it just, it's kind of a goofy situation where you're like, hey, these stormtroopers mm. suck. Like, they aren't doing yeah. anything for yeah. us. Anyway, what do you guys think? Go ahead. I mean, I, I, I agree with what you said. And um, I don't know. But, like, you said the stormtrooper stuff. I think that the dark troopers were kind of almost a symbol of, like, we, we know that these past stormtroopers are suck, that they suck. And so now we're going to bring in all this new tech. We're going to show you all this new tech. And this is how that's going to lead to a Death Star-style yeah. weapon. So, There's 40 of them. Yeah. So, like, I think that that's, like, I think it's all going to kind of culminate in just a better, more, like, tactical empire kind of in a way. And I think that's just going to be in the end. I mean, what else are they going to do, really? Yeah, I think it's interesting how they say that we got rid of the only weakness of it, which was the human, and they're basically just droids. Uh, That was, like, a huge, like, prequel thing, like, clearly, uh, the whole droid thing. But I think uh, the Dark Troopers, it'd be interesting to see what happens, like, why it doesn't the First Order use Dark Troopers, what happens with all that stuff. I think that's kind of what the Mandalorian's going to get into in future seasons. Um, we're going to see a little bit of that transition between the Empire or what's left of it and the First Order. Sure. Um, I think Thrawn, honestly, is going to have a lot to do with that. Mm. I'm with you. Uh, we, we can talk about him at the end. Uh, we I will say, I think now. Thrawn is a whole nother, whole nother bag of tricks that they're waiting to pull out. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Which is, um, which is awesome. Yeah, really cool. I'm really oh, excited. Yeah. For that. Anyway, so with that being said, uh, what do we kind of want to touch on next, man? There, there's so much to kind of hit on. Um, what do you guys want yeah, to Yeah, um, let's at? talk a, a little – I want to talk a little bit about uh, Mando and Bo-Katan with the Darksaber there at the end. You kind of talked okay, cool. about it. Yep. Um, so Mando, obviously he defeats Moff Gideon, whether or not Moff Gideon lost on purpose or not. Maybe he did. Sure, he wins. Uh, yep. Mando comes in holding the Darksaber and Baby Yoda at the same time, which is super epic. <laughs> yeah. Comes in with that. And he just gives it to Bo-Katan. And I, I love... This is one of my favorite parts of the episode was Moff Gideon's reaction to this. Because he knew what was going to happen the whole time. He knew that he was... If he was going to lose to anybody, he would want to lose to Mando. Do you think... Because I actually thought that too. I thought he... I'm not saying... I think if he... I think he knew if he was going to lose, he couldn't lose to her. So the rumor is that he actually fought and beat her in battle. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to maybe touch it. on that in the future. So okay. it'll be interesting to see what they talk about about what happened previously with the weapon. But, yeah, Mando tries to give the Darksaber to Bo-Katan, and she basically can't take it because she she can't, she can't has to defeat Moff Gideon in battle to have the Darksaber. <sighs> now, clearly, so Connor brought up a good point. In Rebels, Sabine wins the Darksaber back and then just straight up gives it to Bo-Katan. But, then, but it seems like the reason why she can't take it is because she lost to Moff Gideon. So she needs to get it back, and she needs to defeat him again to get it back. So I mean, which makes a little more sense. I, I had the exact same confusion, <laughs> and then Connor reminded me of that. I was like, "Where have I? That doesn't seem right. <laughs> like, where yeah. have I seen this happen?" Yeah. So that's it. Th- that does happen, in Rebels, but it's a little bit different now. Um, and clearly, I mean, clearly, this is setting up the future of Mando, like the Mandalorian show. This is clearly yes. setting up what's going to happen. Obviously, when Mando went to recruit Bo-Katan, he basically said, you know, yes, I will help you in your quest to retake Mandalore. He basically committed to it. So we'll so see what we'll happens. So we'll get some in season three season. talk here after. Yeah, we'll kind of. But after we talk about said, everything, we'll talk about season three. Yeah. I mean, listen, they, they run, they go through the gauntlet. They, you know, they win. They, they kind of beat. They beat back everybody in the break room, including that girl I remember who was like Moff Gideon. 
who's his number two, and I kind of made fun of to Ashley. Yeah. I was like, that girl's, you know, I was like, that girl doesn't realize this is going to end poorly for her. But with that being said, uh, they go and she ends up uh, winning, or they, the you know, good guys win, they get Baby Yoda back, and then they have the Dark Troopers. Uh, no, they run into that. The, yeah, basically, Dark Troopers are now they they're back, which makes sense. Uh, so the scene with Luke, Luke shows up, um, and the whole time I, I think they did it perfectly. Oh, uh, just in yeah. one word reaction, I thought it was honestly amazing. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, this is one of the biggest things that they've done in Star Wars. I feel like they're like this is one of the yeah. biggest like whoa moments. This was a mic drop. Yeah, like yeah. I don't even know what it's on par with. I, it's it's up there with like in big reveals. That's up there with like. I am your father. I don't know if it's on that level, but like in terms of like wow factor, it's like, oh, they actually did that. All right. <laughs> yeah, this would be the equivalent of um I don't know how to describe like, I don't know I don't what know, it's what never I, really happened. They've never really done something like this before. This is basically them once again paying homage and just saying, Hey, we gotcha. Here you go. Mm-hmm. I think I think Here's- I mean the really cool thing about his him showing up is the one X Wing and they're trying to get him to identify himself. And he just doesn't say anything. Yep. <laughs> he doesn't say anything well, and Carson, until he gets you know, to the bridge. Carson hinted, and he said, he's like, as soon as I saw the – and he was right. He's like, as soon as I saw the X-Wing, he's like, I knew it was Luke. And I hmm. was like – I even though was like, I don't know. And then he's got the glove on. Mm-hmm. But you're just watching. You're like, is it who we think it is? And me and Ashley, I mean, I said multiple times, I'm like, I think it's who we think it is. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say it's Luke Skywalker because I'm like, I don't want to mm-hmm. jinx it. Um mm-hmm. But I think it was – I, I don't know. I thought it was awesome. Like him fighting the Dark Troopers was very reminiscent of – and yeah. I've seen it. I saw this on, from Twitter, so thank you guys. Mm. Um, it's reminiscent of the Rogue One scene where Vader goes through. Yeah. And he's yeah. like – he's back 100%. and just kind of yeah. slicing and dicing everything up. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was awesome. Oh, yeah. Anyway, what, I thought I mean, it was really what great. do you guys think? I, I mean I – so when he showed up, I was like – I was like, okay, so clearly it's a Jedi. I thought it was going to be Ezra for a second. That's what he I thought it was gonna be, and then and then I was yeah. like, but then I was like, are they really about to do Ezra right now? Like th- this is like a huge moment. Yeah, it, like this has to be Luke, right? And then the yeah. the the moment I knew it was Luke, even with the green lightsaber, I was like, okay, it might not be Ezra has a green lightsaber. When yeah. when they showed the gloved hand, I knew that was when I knew yeah. it was Luke. I, I I was pretty close, but either way, I thought this was amazing. I was just mm-hmm. I was very excited, and I looked at her and I was like, this is what Star Wars is supposed to be, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's supposed to be fun, right? Like it's a laser sword, and and Luke kind of at the, his prime, we'll say. But it's actually something where we've never seen it before. Yeah. So now he's been a Jedi for five years post Return of the Jedi, or and that's that's about the math, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like okay, and R two shows up. I was I was so stoked. I was like, oh, that's yeah. like so. Ashley is a little baby Yoda I got for him. here. He is, <laughs> and I have a little R two in my car. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> Ash, I was like, Ashley, I was like, our friends have met together. <laughs> With that being said, the emotional impact of it, and, and I can't emphasize this enough, the emotional impact of a straight-laced character and a freaking green little puppet, <laughs> insane. Like mm-hmm. Ashley's sitting here crying, and she's like, it's just so sad. And I was like, wow, like they, it's just amazing. It was just amazing yeah. what they did with it. So, yeah. I just want to say uh, this, it struck a chord and an emotion that, the sequel trilogy was never able to capture. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think I and I think I told you guys the and it's just a, a me thing anyway. I mean, I freaking I love the I love Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Jesus, I hate that movie. I love Last Jedi. Um, what was awesome? I thought about Last Jedi was actually Luke's Luke dying in that movie. I I, I, I 
poor Nathaniel sees me like hears me freaking crying up next to him. Um, <laughs> but I love that poetry of it, right? Mm-hmm. Is there was something very amazing to it where it's hey, here's a character that you grew up with as a little kid, and he goes off and has this adventure, right? And he, and he saves the world, and then it's him being bitter. And the movie ends with him believing again. Like he's actually believed so much in the force, he's going up to be with the force, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's this amazing kind of symmetry that you see. This movie or this episode in the same light of this character refuses to take his helmet off. And we've only seen him take his helmet off twice, right? Mm-hmm. Or third times a lot. But twice this past two episodes, one was like, we ha- I have to do it. I have to get the kid. We have to go. And this one was like, this is the first time you, they probably see each other's face for who they are. Yeah. Pedro Pascal, like the only acting he has to do really, I mean, he's sitting there like tear in his eye and you're like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. He's crushing yeah. it. It just – it's awesome. It was a it was an awesome moment. It was in a moment that the door closes and me and Ashley look at each other and you're like, "Holy, like, <laughs> yeah, what just happened?" Really, really. Like, cool. is he gone? Like, so yeah. I don't know. I just, what do you guys think? I I, mean, I thought it was I thought it was really great. Um, it was that was the I think the one thing that felt like it was finished in the whole episode. Mm-hmm. We'll always talk about yeah. like all the stuff that didn't get finished. It felt like, but sure. that was the one thing where it was like, all right. This part of the story is like the we've tied it together. Like it has an ending. Like he's going with the Jedi. Like that's what Mando was tasked with was bringing him to his kind. Mm-hmm. And Luke is certainly the top of the not the top notch of the, the Jedi. So yeah. it was really Definitely. cool. Um, what you guys? I'm curious to see what you guys think of how Luke looked in the episode. So obviously it was they it was kind of, they kind of did the same thing that they did with Tarkin in Rogue One and Leia in Rogue One which was they had a regular actor play his body and then they had just kind of like a CGI face. (laughs) Yeah. Hamill do the face. And then it was Mark. And then it was Mark Hamill doing a voice. A voice. I I said Mark Um, Hamill doing a face. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. mm -hmm. What'd you guys think of that? I thought, I thought it actually, it looked a little choppy at points, but I actually thought they've actually come a long way from like four, three or four years ago. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I think the I, I did hear some complaints and some grumbles in general just on the internet. You know, just the internet's full of goofballs anyway, so can't take it too seriously. But, yeah. um, I, and I'm not gonna even I'm not gonna even acknowledge some of that. I think it was good. I I just mm-hmm. if you're complaining that it doesn't look exactly like it should, man, like we are so spoiled, quite frankly, to use a term that all these idiots use, privileged, right? We are so privileged. We live in this freaking world where you can have a movie, an actor for a movie who is 75 or however old Mark Hamill is, come back and voice a character that looks almost identical to himself. Yep. Yeah. When he was, I mean, why are we complaining? Yeah, I'm with you. I I thought, yeah. And it it looked almost identical. Uh, I think you commented, we were talking about Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier. Mm. We were saying, actually, if he came back and he could probably just do it. Yeah. And it would be. But but Perfect, dude, right. I I agree with what the decision they made because I mean Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker. Oh, you don't want to mess up. And, yeah, and until yeah. and until Mark Hamill passes yep. away, you cannot replace him. <laughs> like and, he is so he is so iconic, um, and I think I mean it was great. I, it was just really great. I was actually was. and I was impressed that they were able to keep that a secret. Were you? Yeah, like I was so surprised that that didn't leak beforehand i i was ahsoka so, leaked like all this stuff leaked but luke coming back did not leak at all <laughs> luke coming back luke coming back for me was just like that that is some big nuts energy right there boys yep. i mean you have to have some cojones to bring luke skywalker back have nobody oh. notice and just to be like 
Yep. What do you think? I mean, it was it was really amazing. It was just really amazing, I thought. So anyway. Yeah, I thought that I was, thought they did a good job. I mean, and I love Star Wars as a kid, you know, and that's the other thing. It's mm-hmm. like Luke in action. I mean, he was it was just so cool. I mean, he's literally going through there and just mm-hmm. crushing like crushing it. Yeah. It's just he like, literally like force use the force to like literally crush one of them, yeah. which is right. really cool. It, it, felt, it felt true. It felt fun. It's what Star Wars is meant to be. And and I hate when I hear God and pardon my and I'm I don't hate it. I don't, I'm getting a little over dramatic here, but the reality is whenever I hear grown adults talk Star Wars and they, they comment, Well, if a little kid comes into Star Wars because of these episodes, because they have two girls in them, then goodness gracious, then that's fine. I'm happy that it did that. And I'm like, shut the hell up. <laughs> the reality is, know what kids like? Kids like good movies. Kids like stuff that's interesting. My exactly. mom grew up liking Star Wars. And know what? She wasn't upset that there wasn't a massive feminist Jedi in it. It wasn't that serious. Yeah, exactly. Right? Kids are going to like this. Know why? Because it's good. Mm-hmm. Kids like Baby Yoda because he's cool. He's, exactly. People like The Mandalorian. He's interesting. Right? Cara Dune is an interesting character. Like, yeah. It turns out if you just make something good, people will be drawn to it. You don't have to totally. force your way through it. So anyway, mm-hmm. And I know that's a bit of a rant, but point being, <laughs> Luke Skywalker in this is cool, man. Like if yeah. I'm a little kid watching this episode, I'm like, get me a lightsaber for Christmas, mom and dad. And they're like, Seriously. shoot, we just bought you all your presents. And they're like, hey, Santa can get it for you. And you're like, yeah, Sweet. Santa can <laughs> bring it for you. <laughs> so anyway. But yeah. Amazon Prime, that thing. <laughs> for real, yeah. All anyway, right, so, so yeah. What, what do we have next? Season three, right? Yeah, let's talk season three. So yeah. I'm really curious. I would like for oh. each of you to have one prediction. I'm sorry. One three. thing we have to end. Oh, we'll, we'll end got, on that. We'll end on Nathaniel. that. Nathaniel. Okay, all right, all right. We'll, we'll end yeah. on that. Uh, season three. Nathaniel, you're a guest, and I have dominated this conversation. Please take it off. <laughs> Nathaniel, what is your one prediction for season three? What is one thing that you want to see? <sighs> oh, man. I'm trying to think if I want to, like, go huge here or... Screw it, Keep dude. It Go big. Go big. I mean, a lot of people are saying they think Thrawn's going to show up in the Ahsoka show first, and I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to show up Mando season three, so I can't predict that. I want to see Thrawn next season. But, oh, man. Shoot. I don't even know. But, I like, probably, if I were to just say, like, a minor thing, I think Mando's going to, like, run around with his helmet off, and not all the time. I think he's going to, like... Okay. Kind of do that interchangeably, mm-hmm. and like that might not seem very big, but like trust me, if you're seeing a lot of Pedro Pascal, that's gonna dude. I mean, he's a great actor. It's gonna be way different. <laughs> if yeah. if like we see a scene of Pedro Pascal actually like fighting, and then he doesn't have the helmet on, it's gonna be wild. Yeah, but I mean, I guess even bigger than that, I'm just hyped to see Moff Gideon. Like, I want to see more Moff Gideon's fights, and I think mm-hmm. there's gonna be like a number of them. Like, at different points in a certain episode, he might like try to pull something on the main squad and then they're going to have to like restrain him I have or a good com- I have a good comparison for you guys. You'll like this. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be this show's Loki. Mm. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it actually. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, 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 for sure. I had never thought of that. That's a really good yep. thought. For sure. I like that a lot. I really I, I thought of it the other day when I was mm. watching and I was like, you know who I'm like, he's kind of, he's one of these people who might, might stick around with the team, but cause a little bit of mayhem yeah. along the Yeah, line, yeah so. you know, he's a snake. You know what, it, to- it totally, actually, when snake. I talk about his Darth Vader comparison, Darth Vader in the end betrays his higher power, which if they yeah. do do Thrawn at some point and he's in Mandalorian, if, if he's this big villain, what they're talking about, uh, there's going to be some kind of 
Avengers Infinity War love like th- crossover thing at the end of all these shows, right? These shows they're doing spin-off Ooh. stuff. If Thrawn is the big bad and Moff, G- Moff Gideon is the Darth Vader to Thrawn's Emperor, then Gideon has to betray the Emperor at some point, right? I, mean, I don't like, think Thrawn is the big I think Thrawn, I think you're right. Thrawn is potentially the big bad. I'm okay with this. I don't think I think we need more I need more out of Gideon before I can see a betrayal. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I think there's just there's gonna be a lot of character development from him. I'm super excited. Cool. I mean John Carlos Esposito is a fantastic actor. Dude, their cast, I mean, let's just walk through the cast for a hot second. Um, I mean, they have Pedro Pascal, mm-hmm. bomb, right? Yeah. Rosario Dawson now, Ahsoka Donna, mm-hmm. bomb. Yeah, she's great. Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. You have John Favreau at the helm of all of this. They have Carl Weathers. picking directors. Carl Weathers is a, like, side character. Gina Carano's been awesome. Katie Sackhoff's been great as Bo-Katan. Like, yeah, they have a great cast. It's been, like, and, like, to your point, the characters should be told. The characters I don't really recall or I don't really remember right and don't know too well. Even them, like Katie Sackhoff, I don't really know her from anything, truth be told. Yeah. She's good. Like, she looks mm-hmm. the part, and she's played it well yep. so far. So who am I to question it? I, you know, I do love – I listen to podcasts occasionally where uh, it will be film people, and they'll say something like, I just love all of her work as they're sitting there scrolling through IMDb desperately trying to find one <laughs> thing that they've seen her in. Yeah. Yep. And you're like, hey, man, I have no idea who she is. But truth is they're cast – like, they have good cast. They have good characters. Mm-hmm. Timothy Oliphant is a recurring character probably in the future. Your yeah. boy Boba Fett, Tamer Morrison's it. Like, this yeah. is this is more fun. We're we're getting to like, some good stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Connor, what's your big prediction? What do you what do you hope to see? In season? Uh, Brendan, I think we're going to be on the same boat here. So what I hope to see is an actual war between Mandalorians. Um, I'm going big scope yes. here, but I think this is going to be a combination of he's Din is a part of Death Watch. He doesn't know it yet. They're they're using the name The Watch, which is fine. It's it's mm-hmm. kids. They don't want to probably include death, so no problem. But so he's going to be part of the watch, and they are probably going to be fighting Bo-Katan. And I think, uh, Brendan, we are kind of talking about this a little bit previously, but there is going to be a lot of the clans uniting and rallying around him now mm-hmm. because he owns the Darksaber. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of interesting to see if the watch backs him and if they do mm-hmm. what that looks like overall. So, yeah, I'm kind of I'm totally with you. Yeah. I'm with you. It's awesome. I, I really hope – I mean, if you look back in Clone Wars and Rebels, there's constant fighting in between clans. I, I think that this is going to be the show that finally that these clans can all put aside their differences and actually like unite together and actually take back Mandalore from the Empire. I think that'd be super Ooh, cool. I like um, that. And obviously, the dark saber is this uh, like amazing weapon that is has so much history behind it. And hopefully, we get to talk about dark saber. Hopefully, they dive into the dark saber a little more in, in season three. But I think yeah, I'm will. with you on that. I, I really hope we actually get to go back to Mandalore at some point in season three, because um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of rumors about it, and they keep talking about like, oh, it, it's gone, it doesn't exist, and some people are like, no, it, it exists, just Empire's scorched earth. It's still like, there. It's just yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I, I really hope that we go back there. Um, yeah, there's so much. There's just so much history and Star Wars lore on Mandalore, and I really hope they do that. But yep, another thing that we need to talk about here is season three. All right, okay. is this post credit scene. Yeah. Uh, are they going to do – so basically Boba Fett shows back up at Jabba's palace um, and yeah. and kills – what's his name? Uh, something Bib, Fortuna. Bib Fortuna, yeah. Bib Did Fortuna, you know actually Bib Fortuna, Fortuna is played by Matthew Wood who voiced Grievous and the droids no in, way. in the Star Wars? Yeah. So he, sweet. he actually played Bib. He actually looks a lot like the original actor who played him, funny enough. But yeah, so Bib is there. He got in like dummy thick. 
Uh, <laughs> he'd been, he been, he been munching on some and Yeah, he's man. been eating too many little frogs. And <laughs> well, he, uh, yeah. It's cool. Like, I mean, they should, basically, he goes carte blanche on that place, and Boba's in <laughs> yeah. charge. So we get a book of Boba Fett is coming out December 21. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and Brennan are in disagreement here. I believe the book of Boba Fett is a um, actual movie or is an actual show coming out. Brendan thinks it's actually part of the Mandalorian. You know, actually, I am changing my mind on that because I had not looked at a calendar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Funny enough. So Mandalorian Season 3 is coming out Christmas Day. That's a Saturday. They can squeeze in four episodes of Book of Boba Fett before they do Mandalorian. So, like, there is four Fridays that they can squeeze that, or they could even move the fourth episode up. Like, they can squeeze it in. And it you totally works. Four and, episodes. and they I totally think that it's gonna be four episodes. That's cool. This the when you say the book of Boba Fett, that just seems like a mini series. Chapter one, two, three, four, yeah. I, I totally Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm in agreement with that as yeah, well. I, I think they can that. definitely squeeze it in and then go right up to Mandalorian season three. I think the book of Boba Fett show is gonna tie directly into Mandalorian season three. What happens? I think he's gonna show up. Boba Fett's gonna show up again in Mando season three. But I think this show, I mean, what do you guys think about the show? I, I think this show has a lot of potential to be a really cool bounty hunter, uh, like crime lord show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm with I you. Think it's, I, I think, I think so they're too. not going to go too crazy with it, really. But it's going to yeah. be entertaining. It's going to be mm. fun. It's going to be cool. That's it. You know? It doesn't yeah. necessarily yeah. have to advance much. Uh, it's It just has to be cool. And that's what it's going to be. Just be cool. Yeah. yeah. I love, yeah, like I love a, Tim Moore Morrison. I love I love Tim Morrison as an actor, and I totally love him as every person he's played in Star Wars, uh, Django and Boba, and maybe the clones, some clones one day. But it'll be interesting to see, like him get his own thing as Boba. It'll be really cool. I love that guy, Cody. Cody's such a nice guy. He's <laughs> never gonna do anything wrong ever to oh me ever gosh. again. He will never betray me. Um, no, he's so loyal. Me. Uh, yeah, so Book of Boba Fett coming out in December of next year. That should be an actual blast. That should be a ton of fun. So with that being said, let's, I guess, end on winners and losers. I have no losers, boys. Nope. I don't have anything Not, either. So winners, um, in order, I'm going to just – I mean, you can say anything you want. Uh, I'm going to give it up to John Favreau for, quite frankly, just yeah coming up but, with the concept and, and really just doing an amazing job. So I, I have a winner, and it's Peyton Reed. We gave Peyton Reed so much flack because he directed episode two, which is, I mean – far and away the worst episode of the season. That's and then cool. he comes yeah. back and does this episode and absolutely and like, kicks ass. That's okay with great. Joe. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> I do have a loser. It's the okay. people who hate The Last Jedi. <laughs> oh. And you're thinking, Brendan, the people who hate The Last Jedi are winners because they get to see Luke. No, 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 no. It is perfectly okay to like <laughs> Luke in this Mandalorian season two finale yeah. and Luke in The Last Jedi. It, you do not have to choose sides, guys. There is it's a 20 crazy. plus year difference. Yeah. yeah, in between these two things, there's all that garbage with Kylo Ren. That yeah. that's what he doesn't get his like. ass handed to him by Kylo yet. So like, it's funny yes. the people that hate Last Jedi don't really know what happens in the Last Jedi. And you're like, have you like gone yeah. back and watched? Have you actually watched what, it since you came out? Yeah, funny. Like, there's, I do have a loser story to that. Only loser is everyone's loss of Baby Yoda for potentially a few episodes. Oh no. So. All right, but, but is he coming back, though? Is he coming yeah, back? he's, he's got to come back, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I saw some things on Twitter. They're like, does Kylo Ren kill Baby Yoda? If this little toy, I got this little plush Baby Yoda toy that's yeah. not, what, like maybe a foot tall. Yeah. 
If this thing was $40, I would have bought it for her. Okay. <laughs> like, I hope it wasn't forty dollars. It wasn't, but you can't good. you can't get rid like so you can't get yeah, rid of your for sure. biggest ship. So uh, I I think that Baby Yoda is like fifty percent of the reason that people click on these episodes. So <laughs> they can't it, get rid of them like that. So Nathaniel, you're the last one up. All right, my, I think we mentioned this in the last episode, but my winner okay. is Kathleen Kennedy because Ooh. everyone everyone hated her for the the sequels, but mm. um. Like, hey. like, like we talked about this a little bit of the, our last Mandalorian episode. Go check that out mm-hmm. if you haven't checked that out. But Kathleen Kennedy <laughs> kind of stepped back a little bit and let John Favreau and Dave Filoni do kind of whatever the heck they wanted, and it's paying off. And Ka- Kathleen Kennedy, look, Kathleen, you don't have to do any work. You have these fans that know this way more than you do and have way more skill. <laughs> All yeah. you have to do is pay them. Yeah, they will like sure give so. them a budget and they will do it. It's crazy. And that's that's exactly what she yeah, did. I, and it's exactly. paying off. So I felt I felt sacrilegious saying like that, that Kathleen Kennedy was a winner last episode. And but yeah. I totally agree yeah. with you. Yeah, she's done a good job. <laughs> you know, she she gets like to your guys' point. We give her like we've given her some flack. She gets a lot of flack from the fan base. This was good. Yeah, this is a good start. This is a to be fair. Start. Yeah, to be fair with the sequel trilogy, I think it was a lot of it was also J.J. Abrams. Sure. Oh gosh. But <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy, I think. She knows what she's... I think she's learned a lot doing the oh, sequel 100%. movies. Yeah. And I think now she's learned that the actual Star Wars fans kind of love the Clone Wars and Rebels and, like, oh. the, these little things. So she's going to, like, just let John Favreau and Dave Filoni do their thing, which I think is... Let them go. <laughs> so. Yeah, I agree. So... Yeah. Cool. Well, boys, it was a pleasure. I will be back for Wonder Woman probably this weekend after yeah, man. Christmas. Yeah, that's so, and then we have the scripties. Uh, so yeah, yeah. The, all right, <laughs> official announcement: the scripties will return. There, the oh, show yeah. must go on, Connor. Show must go. The on. show must go on. The scripties will return. It's going to be an action-packed event. We will have some of your favorite guests from off-script making guest appearances. We will have awards. We will have some yep. fan favorite thing yep. moments. It's gonna be a, a ton of fun. Wait, that'll be the, that'll be the Friday after New Year's. Actually, it very well be could be New Year's Day that it comes. It out. very well could be, but it's so, gonna be busy day, So that'll be the scripties. <laughs> Obviously, we'll be back with Wonder Woman. We also have Soul that's coming out. Uh, yeah. We'll do an episode on that, and then yeah. WandaVision is January fifteenth. Yeah. So, um, so we yeah. got. I mean, we have some new lot, stuff coming out from Marvel. So that should be a lot ton of fun. Yeah. So uh, thanks for joining cool. us. For this Enjoy. special adventure. Yeah, thank you guys. Honestly, it's been an awesome eight episodes, and I'm, I'm stoked to at least move on to, quite frankly, something different, too, just to, for yeah. all of us. Like, we, we needed <laughs> yeah. something to exactly. talk about and, and listen mm-hmm. to. So thank yep. you guys for listening, and until this – have a Merry Christmas, and I'll see yes. you back for Wonder Woman 84. See you guys. Thanks.